Big Show tonight, Harry on the highway, sitting in, taking your calls, 877-830-1550. Harry on the highway, Harry, I'm wearing for you tonight my Harry on the highway shirt right here, there it is. That's a beautiful shirt, I love it. Harry on the highway, baby, come on. Looking good. Bring it on. Call Harry right now, talk to him about anything you want. 877-830-1550, 877-830-1550, Harry on the highway, waiting for your calls. He'll take them all night long. Oh. Slick Rick's going to do some sports, lots to do tonight, lots to get into. I was, um, Grant Stinchfield's coming up here in a second. Just did another great hour here on Real America's Voice. We'll bring him on in a second. Hey, gee, just throw up my, uh, I was going around classifieds oh. today, and I found this, 67 Corvette Stingray, 20 grand. Nice picture of the old guy here with the, the documents. Here's the write-up. Corvette for sale. Garage kept. One owner. Original miles. Comes with all documents and papers. <laughs> Clean title. It was scrubbed by Hillary. If you act today, we'll throw in an original piece of artwork. <laughs> Cash offers only, of course. Oh. We'll sell out America. There you go. That's a real ad on, on um that's a real ad on Greg's list in Phoenix today. There you go. Oh, God. Yeah. So there you go. It's for sale. Classifieds. Go to the Craigslist and you can check it out yourself. <laughs> the extra piece of artwork from the sun is my favorite part of the whole write-up. So Oh, man. John Kerry and Al Gore today, having um, flown on their private jets and helicopters, proved once again that they are self-righteous, narcissistic crackheads. I mean, good Lord. Uh, Al Gore is just so out of control. I did. I was kind of hoping somebody there, if they had any you-know-whats, would say to him, hey, uh, Mr. Vice, former Vice President, do you have any classified material laying around? How about you? You got any laying around? Hmm. Probably not, so... All right, please welcome, as you uh, just watched for the last hour, the host of Stinchfield tonight, and that'd be Grant Stinchfield. Mr. Stinchfield, welcome to Live from Studio 6B, and more importantly, welcome to the RAV family. How are you? I'm so great. It's so great to be on with you guys, and uh, so great to be part of the family. We're rock and rolling. I, I, I'm so honored to be a lead-in to your great show. You get so many compliments from so many of my friends, and uh, just keep up the good work. So three shows down, I was, you kind of... You kind of went where I was going to ask you, how do you feel now three shows in, part of the RAF family? This is a special place, obviously, what we got going here. And obviously, um, we love interaction with the audience. Uh, it's a special audience. How do you feel three shows in? You know what's cool is the getter chat, yeah. right? Like, when I was at Newsmax, I, I love my show at Newsmax. I, I would never say anything different. I, I love doing that show, and I love the viewers. And Stinchfield's Army were, was so passionate about everything. And I feel like we've taken that. And I don't want to say put it on steroids because we had, we had great energy there, too. But we're unleashed here, right? So now I can talk about things like election integrity. I can talk about things like the vaccine and all the issues that I see with that. And, and I, can, I can go down roads that, you know, Newsmax didn't really want me to go down many times. So that's the benefit for me. And in the end, what are we doing? We're informing everybody else out there um, of what the real deal is. And the handcuffs are off, you know, the muzzle's off. So it feels it feels just wonderful, and I, I couldn't be happier about it. Yeah, well, we're, we're certainly happy to have you. So let's jump into some issues. Um, we learned yesterday that rather going in and searching Biden's homes, the FBI decided against that. 
they decided, well, we'll let Biden's attorneys do it. They don't have any security clearance. We'll let them do the damn investigation for us. Meanwhile, if I remember down at Mar-a-Lago, President Trump's attorneys were basically um, said, hey, you guys wait by the pool while we go through everything here and trash the place. I mean, quite the difference between the two scenarios, don't you think? So, you know, what I think's going on here is I don't think they want criminal charges against Joe Biden because it'll really hurt the Democrats in 2024. It's going to taint everything if, if he's charged and then, you know, something happens that way. What I do think they want, though, is they want the pressure just enough, Damon, that they then push him out. And so they, this is what I have now described as Operation Oust Joe Biden. You see the media now is somewhat turning on Joe Biden. They know that they don't stand a chance in 2024 unless they really rig this system, which it's already pretty rigged. Um, but if they really rig it, that's the only way they're going to win with Joe Biden at the helm because uh, he's, not a, he's not a viable candidate anymore. He certainly isn't a viable occupier of the Oval Office. Yeah. Here's my question, though. We all talk about the timeline and we kind of talk about from the moment we, we find out that this has happened. But the question I still really haven't heard talked about a lot or certainly no one has an answer to is who's the whistleblower here what precipitated this whole i don't even want to call it a search because i can't imagine they just all of a sudden decided hey we don't have any documents lying around do we like what precipitated was there a whistleblower that gave gramps up and said hey you know you guys want to is what what precipitated this look i mean we always start from well okay we got the documents but let's step before that what precipitated to look for these documents or who? Uh, well, there, there could be a few things. I mean, what if Hunter Biden was the whistleblower? Mm-hmm. What if Hunter Biden's trying to trying to cut a deal with prosecutors? You know, he's got this case uh, out, out, of, out of Delaware with the, with the tax stuff and all of those things. Uh, you know that they've got to be looking at him for the other things on the Hunter Biden laptop, even though they don't want to admit it. They've got to be looking at that. What if he's trying to gain favor with prosecutors? Gain favor with FBI agents. Maybe he's the one that gave them up. My big concern is not the documents that were found. That is certainly a concern. My big concern is the documents that weren't found, though, Damon. How many others were out there? How many others got pushed through the house? How many others are in the hands of the Chinese or the Russians that were sold to the highest bidder? Maybe maybe Hunter Biden has an answer to some of those questions, and, uh, and he's playing favor for it. And it's all speculation, but it certainly isn't out of the realm of possibility. Absolutely not. And you think about you think about a son, obviously drugged up most of the time, intoxicated most of the time, feet uh, within six feet of uh, classified information, taking money from the Chinese. Here's another question I don't hear bantered around too much. How do we know Joe Biden is handling classified information properly now as president? I mean, the guy can barely speak. He can. I mean, how do we know that he's doing that now? Are they even giving him classified information? Yeah. Is he even calling the shots? I mean, Susan Rice is right there in the Oval Office. That's that's Barack Obama's person. You got Jake Sullivan that's there. That's Hillary Clinton's person. So the Obama-Clinton access of corruption, the access of evil, is still well and good inside the Oval Office. Who knows what Joe Biden's getting or who, who or what he's not getting? You know, I'm a believer that Joe Biden is completely out to lunch. And when they march him out into public that he's drugged up, I don't think he has any capability of making decisions. There are others that say, oh, no, this is all an act that he's still with it. He's just as evil as ever before. I don't know. I think he's out to lunch, and I think it is all Barack Obama and Susan Rice and that gang of, of George Soros confidants that are that are calling the shots here. And so, uh, you know, is he even getting classified information? Yeah. Who knows? The other question you got to ask, has anyone asked Barack Obama 
Do you know that he took these classified documents? Oh, we haven't Paper heard from up. him. Yeah, we haven't heard from him. We haven't heard from any vice president before him or president before him. We haven't heard from Eric Holder. We haven't heard from Bill Barr. And and the bottom line is, we the dirty little secret is they've all probably taken it. They've all probably in some way violated yeah. some. You know, there's there, there's not a lot of gray area when it comes to how to handle this misinformation, uh, how to handle classified information. They've all probably done it. That's why we haven't heard from any of them. Uh, of course. Now remember. Joe Biden was not president of the United States. The other people we mentioned were, which, you know, I I am kind of in the realm of, look, I don't want to get into the nitpicking of, oh, this president took a classified document. I mean, they were president of the United States. Like, do we really have to worry about that? Um, The only problem is with Barack Obama, maybe you actually do. With Joe Biden, we know you do, just having looked at the Hunter Biden laptop over and over again. So back in the days when, yo, Jimmy Carter was a buffoon, but if he took some classified documents, I was never afraid that Jimmy Carter was going to be selling them to to Russia or China. But uh, I am when it comes to people Mm -hmm. like Barack Obama and Joe Biden. I think these people were actively out there to destroy America. That was their job. It wasn't just bad policy. They instituted these policies to destroy us and then build back better. Their view is better is, is of course, communism and socialism. Yeah. Uh, one last thing on this, I'd like to get your view on the National Archives. It seems like they were so laser-focused and knew exactly what Trump had, what they thought was outstanding, what they, they were just had a laser here when it came to President it, Trump. Biden, six years, had well, no, no, one had these, no one knew these well, documents were there? Damon, that's a good point. They, they did have a laser focus of what the documents were because the Trump team was talking with the National Archives. The Trump team was in active communication with the National Archives about the documents. What was there? When do you want them? We'll work to get them back to you. And then out of the blue, this raid comes. And I know this because I have talked directly with Trump's attorneys personally, the ones that were there. And, uh, and I know they were in negotiations with the National Archives. President Trump didn't have anything to hide. Joe Biden clearly had something to hide. He was hiding classified documents in a garage, yeah. in a garage with an old Corvette. Give me a break. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things. Debt ceiling fight is back among us again. I saw your interview with Larry Elder. I don't know that I agreed 100% with Larry Elder, and I think I'm more in line with what you say. The Republicans never win this fight. Number one, because of Mitch McConnell, in my view. Number two, because we can never articulate actually what happens when the government shuts down. Do you, do you suspect this time will be any different? No. Uh, You know, I don't expect much out of Republicans. I mean, I I love that President Trump had given them strength when he was in office. Uh, I loved watching the 20 Republicans put up a fight against McCarthy. You know, what was interesting was President Trump was supporting McCarthy. And I've talked to President Trump about that personally. Why do you like? He says, hey, I got my reasons. And I trust President Trump. He's got his reasons of why he supports McCarthy. I don't like the guy. But it's funny because the 20 Republicans that were standing up to McCarthy, actually, that was Trump's strength. They had been empowered by President Trump from, you know, two, three, four years earlier to stand up and do something like that. So President Trump actually played a role in those 20 standing up to McCarthy. Uh, But I don't have great faith in this party of ours. We have never had a history of being able to fight. Um, I think they need to take a hard stance on this. Damon, I don't care. Shut the government down. It has no effect on me whatsoever. Essential offices all stay open. The non-essential businesses, as I mentioned last night with Larry, yeah, they closed down. But guess what? Everybody gets their back pay and a vacation at the end of it. Um, 
Government shutdown is better than a government open right now as far as this government goes. Yeah, absolutely. i got about a minute left. Let me ask you about President Trump. He's put out a series of, I think, very strong public policy videos in the last couple of days. Today's is about China and the CCP influence. Um, just give me your overview on – I'm of the feeling that a good uh, primary is good for whoever's in it. Uh, iron sharpens iron. Are you of that same – if it's DeSantis and Trump, are you of that same uh, theory? Look, I'm a freedom guy. So uh, we live in America. You have a right to run for whatever office you want to run for. And, and I am also a firm believer that uh, primaries make incumbents better or mm -hmm. whoever you're running against better. Right. And so uh, it does sharpen them. But I do believe this is President Trump's uh, campaign to lose. It, it, he deserves it. I think the last election was stolen from him. Um, but let them hammer it out. I will be supporting President Trump through the primary, but if Ron DeSantis wins, I have great respect for Ron DeSantis. He's my favorite governor in the entire in the entire country, and I will be right there shoulder to shoulder with him if he's the one who is victorious. But uh, but right now President Trump has my support. I think he is uniquely set up to take this country in the right direction. Stinchfield tonight, seven o'clock every night, weeknights, right here on Real America's Voice. Grin Stinchfield, happy to have you part of the family, and thanks for giving us a few moments tonight. Man, you're so kind to invite me on. I appreciate it. I look forward to working with you again uh, for many, many years to come. Live from Studio 6B, just getting started on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in. Slick Rick will do some sports. Rick will do some news. We'll dig into all of it and more when we get back right after this. Studio 6B on a Wednesday. There he is, Harry on the highway, taking your calls, 877-830-1550. If you want to talk to the great Harry Oates about whatever you want to talk about, tell him what uh, you're going to see him. If he's coming to a city near you, Harry on the highway is going to get back on the highway this year. Harry's feeling good, doing good, almost at the home stretch, taking your calls tonight, 877-830-1550. Talk to Harry Oates right now. Oh, man, Grant Stinchfield is fantastic. Great to have him on RAV. Great to have him on the show. No nonsense. Man, he's great. And you noticed something slick, Rick, about him. I sure did. I see that background. Downtown oh. Dallas. That beautiful. Fantastic. I love it down there. I wanted to ask, but I didn't want to interrupt your great conversation. But uh, I want to say Grant's my man that shooting that show down in <laughs> Dallas. I got to go down there and do a slick Rick set down there. There you go. Good I'll stuff. You want you want you want to go do the show from Dallas? I'm well, if they get a home championship During, game from September to oh, you mean if this if this progresses fly down there? Oh, okay. Let's not get ahead of ourselves though. We got ways <laughs> to go. We got to get through a big Sunday. <laughs> oh yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, all right, live from Studio Six B. Rick Delgado will be here to do some news here in a second. His son has a basketball game. I think it just about ended. Slick Rick's going to do sports. Geo Fan holding it down. Harry's taking your calls again. Thanks to Grant Stinchfield for joining us. In the opening segment was good stuff. I want to, I was scanning the chat. Hello to everybody in the chat. Love everybody in the chat. Proud Patriot. I just happened to stop at the right place. Said, Big D, can you do a shout out for my husband William's birthday tonight? So happy birthday to William. Happy birthday, William. Should we sing to William? No, I we think? better not. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Joe Biden style. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday happy to birthday. you. Happy birthday. Yes. So happy birthday to William. Um, Carefree Largo says, Harry Oates, you are the best, sir. There you go. So Carefree's in the chat. Uh, let's see. Damon, interview Steve Gruber next. Well, Steve has been on the show multiple times. Uh, who said that? Whoever said that? I missed it. Now, Lonnie. Steve's been on before. He's been great on these. Um, when we were doing election season, he was at these. Can- Steve is fantastic. He's been on before. We could have Steve on. Slick Rick is the best. There you go. <laughs> People in the chat are here. Penny Vegas is there. Steph 44. Hello. Jimmy. Hello. Hemi. What's going on? All right. Let's do some sports with the best. And that would be Slick Rick, Rick Emirati at Slick Rick Sports on Getter and on Twitter. I've seen you've been a little more active on Getter on your. Uh, I get on there once in a while. Yeah, sure. I love it. I, I love the folks on Getter. They're good people, man. They're great. They follow our show every night. It's fantastic. We give the shout outs. And uh, yeah, I get on there when I can, Big D, especially with the sports. They like the interaction on the weekends with the games. Yes, they, they enjoy do. that. Yeah. Yes, they, they enjoy, do. They enjoy seeing me go down. I know that. Uh, Don- Anytime Dallas loses, they want to know what happened. What happened? <laughs> Donna says uh, she loves the shirt, Slick Rick. That is an inter- what, what would you call that? What is that? Oh, this is, oh, this is a uh, Paisley, a see through Paisley shirt. This is very funky. You can't appreciate it so much, so, but it is pretty fun. Whoa, hey, hey, whoa. Yeah, man, it's wild. Out, man. Come on. <laughs> All right, Slick Rick. Uh, what's going on in sports? All right, well, let's get a couple of scores before we get to stories. We got NHL action right now. The Pittsburgh Penguins lead the Ottawa Senators 3-2 to two in the second. Islanders up one nothing on the island over the Bruins. End of one. Avalanche Flames, Stars and Sharks, and Lightning Canucks coming up later, 9.30 and 10 o'clock, respectively, on the puck drops there. NCAA men action tonight, Big D. A couple of games going on actually Kansas State 11 to 9 over Baylor NBA action we have the uh, Knicks uh, right now trailing the Wizards 43 28 in the second Mavs trailing the Hawks 44 38 and uh, let's see what else we got oh, heat no heat over the Pelicans 16 to 8 right now get to a couple of quick stories are the here. Knicks any good the Knicks are not as good as they were projected to be, but they're hanging in there. I think Shocker. they'll make the playoffs this year, Big Oh, game. okay. I think they'll That's get in That's all that matters. I know. You used to be an old Knicks fan. I was uh, a season ticket holder. I know you were. I know. Couldn't you, even sell them to me. <laughs> I couldn't even get my money back. Well, now you better not be an attorney and walk in there and have a suit against uh, uh, Dolan. Oh, man. Because they'll take your picture and throw you right oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a story got, on that. They got that Davos uh, that Davos feel going on there at the Garden. Oh, yeah. That's big, for sure. Big time, big time. I think they found oh, yeah. a loophole. I'll get into that story a little bit later. But uh, some sad news in the rest world pro wrestling star jay briscoe dead at the age of 38 this is dylan oh, Gwynn of breitbart 30. yeah yeah u.s pro wrestling star jamin Pugh is his real name aka jay briscoe briscoe uh, has died at the age of 38 uh tony khan ceo of all elite wrestling and owner of ring of honor announced the news on tuesday jay and his brother mark dominated ring of honor reigning as champions to this day uh we'll do whatever we can to support the family apparently his daughter was in the car accident as well she was uh, also critically injured um and multiple reports from websites covering pro wrestling have claimed that Pew died in a car accident in Delaware on Tuesday. Police in Delaware did indeed report a fatal accident on Tuesday, but did not release the identity of those involved. Uh, Ring of Honor posted a statement to their website paying tribute to the fallen wrestler. It is with a heavy heart that we mourn the tragic passing of Jamin Pew, uh, known to wrestling fans around the world as Jay Briscoe. The statement read, our thoughts are with his family, his friends, and his fans. Pew and his brother Mark wrestled under the name of Dem Boys, which is the Cowboys use that too. 
two with a Z, them boys. Together, the pair won the Ring of Honor Tag Team title 12 times, Big D. So, uh, you know, just some sad news coming out of there. Uh, and here's, a, here's a good one. How about a Chinese dinner? Eric Swalwell challenges Ted Cruz to bet on Cowboys 49ers game. It goes badly. This is Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart reporting. It's not unusual for politicians from states with rival teams to challenge each other to wages. What is unusual, however, is for the politician proposing the bet to be as mercilessly smacked down as California Democratic Rep uh, Eric Swalwell uh, was when he approached Tez- Texas Senator Ted Cruz. The Cowboys beat the brakes off the Bucks on Monday, which of course we reported. Uh, this means Dallas punched their ticket to the divisional round and a date with the 49ers in San Francisco next weekend. Swalwell decided to seize the, uh, on the opportunity and challenge Cruz to a bet. If the 49ers win, Cruz can't tweet for the rest of January. Likewise, Swalwell can't tweet for the rest of the month if the Cowboys win. Sounds fair, right? But then Cruz upped the ante. Cruz's reference to a Chinese dinner is an obvious reference to Swalwell's alleged fair with the Chinese spy named Fang Fang. The comment did not go on. <laughs> bang, bang by with Twitter. the Fang Fang. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, an excellent burn by Cruz for sure. It would have been better to rid him of Swalwell being on Twitter for two weeks. Uh, but that is highly unlikely, as Dylan Gwynn is saying that the uh, Cowboys are likely to lose to the 49ers, which we will not agree to that. But uh, that's a great story, though. So, yeah, they got a little bet going on there, but I don't think Swalwell took to that too well. So, we'll see. Hmm. Anyway, hopefully, it'll be good fortunes for the Cowboys on Sunday. And that's a wrap in sports. Big D, back to <laughs> I you. See, I see what you did there. That's very good, Slick. You know very it. good. Someone in the chat said, Damon, why don't you wear something see through? <laughs> 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 oh, man, you people are funny. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, speaking of having, lo- you know, having lunch, Ted Cruz and uh, Bang Bang Fang Fang, maybe have lunch together, maybe not. Um, two people who just did have lunch together is the subject of our WTF of the day, G. Roll it. I'm crazy. Hi, Brian. This is Joe Biden. Now, I'd like to place an order for lunch if I could, okay? I've got great news. <laughs> 10.4 million people have applied to start a new business. That's more than any time in American history in a single period. million new small businesses. The vice president and I have lunch once a week, and I'm going to order from a small business right now. Hi. Hi. What would you like to have? Well, I'd like to have a bacon cheeseburger, American cheese, and a side of French fries. (laughs) We'll have someone come pick it up, okay? Have visit the Ghostburgers these days. It's pretty good. Oh, good. <laughs> Don't okay, mind the flying I'm papers out the back. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm shaking. <laughs> it's crazy town. It's more like it. And we got cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers from the Ghost Burger. Yeah. Here we go. I ordered them. Can I get a shake with that? <laughs> Joe Biden calling and said, "Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm crazy." <laughs> Oh man! How many takes? <laughs> <laughs> how many takes you think? Uh, how many takes you think that took directly to the uh, cell phone there? Whatever we recorded that with, G. Fifty, fifty, sixty. Who knows? Man. Oh my god! They probably stitched some together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those burgers were cold by the time they were done. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Oh god! I mean, talk about just forcing it, man. Oh man. Just forcing it. All right, Harry on the highway, still taking your calls, 877-830-1550. Don't let them have any downtime. Call them up now, 877-830-1550. Tell them you like your shirt.
Harry on the highway. Come on. Nice shirt right And it's there. not see-through. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> B on a Wednesday night, 877-830-1550. Harry Oates. Harry on the highway taking your calls. <laughs> Man, he's knee-deep in calls. People on hold, on hold, on hold, on hold. People in the chat saying they're on hold with Harry. So uh, get to the phone calls, Harry. Don't let them talk too long to you. 877-830-1550. Harry <laughs> I, on the highway. I was going to call him and order a hamburger. <laughs> but uh... Some, Someone said Harry's ordering burgers now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Joe and Kamala. Did you see that? Uh, uh, yes, I did. As I was coming in, I was like, <laughs> come on, stop it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Water boy. Hamburgers. Yeah. His so, brain so we're, is supposed to believe that we're supposed to believe that they have lunch together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she hates him. Are you kidding me? He'd have lunch with Obama and Susan Rice quicker than he could have lunch with her probably on more than just for the camera, for that appearance. Oh, my God, please. Hey, uh, by the way, if you're looking for a car, there's one on, um, there's one on, there's one on Craigslist. There's one on Craigslist. Yeah, today. I saw that. My buddy sent it to me. <laughs> it's great. It's got some yeah. good parts in it too. I yeah, think. exactly. Mm. Well, it didn't get any better today for the uh, dummy in the press briefing room, who is um, man, oh man, it did not get any better today. Let's do a couple, uh, couple things here. Well, first of all, John Kirby, I guess, was asked about these two. Let's go cut two first, G. John Kirby asked about classified documents. Roll that. Will the Biden administration, John, cooperate fully with the U.S. Justice Department, the Intelligence Damage Assessment, and Congress, for that matter, including making the president himself available? The, the president has been clear. We will absolutely fully, and we have fully cooperated with the Justice Department. Certainly, uh, we, we are aware of congressional concerns and we'll answer those concerns fully appropriately. I won't get ahead of uh, individual tactics or who's interviewing who. That's, uh, we're not at that point right now. But you can expect that the cooperation that this administration has exhibited to date will absolutely continue going forward. So- well, how, how, do, how do we know that? You won't, you won't, no one will tell us anything. The, 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 you telling us that you're complying with the Department of Justice is, is, I mean, you might as well tell us nothing because the Department of Justice is acting as your wingman as of right now. So well, we, know, we know you don't have to do anything to satisfy them. So you telling us you're going to satisfy and work with the Department of Justice means absolutely nothing. Because what do you have to do? He's, he's, he's there, obviously, to protect Biden. He sees his job as that. Look at what's happened. There's no explanation for them not sending the FBI to look at the documents after the first ones were found. None. Zero. Yeah. Especially after what happened in Florida. They decide, oh, let the lawyers do the investigation for us. I mean, oh yeah, we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to be honest with the uh, Department of Justice because, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be tough on us. They're going to be really, they're going to be real tough on us here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. And they, de- and they declined to get involved. Yeah. I mean. Why don't, you, why don't you actually tell, tell us something? Why don't you tell that fool that you send out there in front of the mic to stop uh, 
Stop stonewalling on every question that there's no reason she can't answer. No reason she can't answer. Here's how, you, here, here's how it started for her today before she even got to the questions. Cut nine, G. Roll that. The president and the vice president remain committed to fighting these extreme attacks on women and expanding access to reproductive care however they possibly can. This Sunday, the president will speak about the fight to secure women's fundamental right to reproductive health care in the face of these attacks. She will talk about what's at stake for millions of women across the country and most the importantly, okay. the need yep. for Congress to codify. So the president's going to speak to women's care. She's going to talk about this. Huh. That's what I thought I heard. So now either Biden's identifying as something we haven't all been told of, which is, I guess, is possible in this day and age, or she is no clue what she's talking about. Or, and obviously meant to say, I guess, the vice president, I guess. Or. Nah, Damon, it, it's a simple mistake. Well, maybe it is. I've no, but who knows? Or maybe they've already talked about he's going to be stepping down soon. You got to get ready. Oh, it could be that too. And, and all of a sudden that stays in your mind. So automatically it's, yeah. it's already there. Maybe you've been starting to be trained. And from, she slipped. I mean, what do you think they say to her before she goes out there? Okay, listen, go out there and just play <laughs> stupid. So basically be yourself. What, what do they say to her every day when she goes out there? Good luck. And has these, exchange, has these exchanges like this. Cut five, G. Roll that. Since so many of our questions have been referred to the DOJ and to the White House Counsel's Office, I'm sure you can understand that we're in sort of information blackout where DOJ refers us to the special counsel. They're not holding any briefings. White House Counsel refers us to DOJ. So if you are not able to talk about this from the podium, would you invite a DOJ official to take our questions here? Uh, to the briefing. No, you would have to go to the Department of Justice. Oh, that of is not. It, this is a, a legal matter that is currently happening at the Department of Justice. And the president has been very, very clear when it comes very to clear. these types of legal matters. No, he hasn't. When it comes to investigations, he's not going to interfere. Uh, he wants to make sure that we give back the independence that the Department of Justice should have when it comes to these <laughs> stop, types stop, of stop, stop, uh, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I mean, is she serious? Give back the independence? Are we... Are any of us to believe that the Department of Justice is independent? They're going to give back the independence? Again, he's acting like his wingman here so far. Like the old Eric Holder let the line slip with Obama back in the day. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, I'm here with my wingman. I'm got my guy. I'm here with my guy. <laughs> that's the same thing that's going on here. Give back the independence. I mean, is she, who is she kidding? Who is she kidding? Every single question. This I move on. I already answered that. I already answered that. Well, no, actually, you didn't. I already answered that. Move on. Like she's like a, one of Slick Rick's parrots. <laughs> Go I ahead. Refer, I refer you to the DOJ. I refer you to these people. Yeah, I exactly. refer you to those people because I can't answer a damn thing. Nothing. Yeah. Now the deal. Speaking of that, before we continue with this clip, because Jackie Heinrich was sick of hearing that. Jackie Heinrich uh, says, press secretary cites DOJ protocols not to discuss the case, but the White House got no such instruction. DOJ telling David uh, Spunt, whoever that is, that's uh, somebody who uh, corresponds for Fox News, they uh, have not and will not tell the White House officials what they can and cannot say publicly about this case. White House runs its own show. That's the way it works. That's a quote from them. So she's just full of it. 
She's just full of it because she is not articulate or smart enough to actually deal with the incoming that's going on. That's the bottom line. She's not equipped to be in there. Saki would be way more equipped to be in there than she would be. As much as she was a disaster. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> she do, would, do, you, do, you, do you agree with that? I think she'd do a better job, but she'd still be under attack like she is now. And she'd be, she'd be doing the same thing, re- referring, oh, you got to talk to these people. Oh, let me circle back. You know, we haven't had a circle back in a while. Um, she'd be circling back so much she'd puke. All right, finish this, G. Go ahead. So certainly would not be bringing them here. Uh, so I would refer you to the Department of Justice. I, I just I, I was just very clear. If you have any questions, I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. They did a call for 45 minutes yesterday, speaking to many of you. I believe there were more than 200 people on that call. Uh, there was. And so I would. They took no questions. <laughs> took no questions. They took no questions. Go ahead refer you to my colleagues at the White House Counsel's Office. But on questions that you should be able to answer here that shouldn't have to go to any other agency or entity, can you tell us if there's any sort of assessment that has been planned or launched to determine if national security has been jeopardized at all? Again, that's for the Department of Justice. Why is it a DOJ and, and, it's, and let's be clear, it's not your decision to make on what I can or can't answer from here. What I'm telling you is that we are respecting the process. We are being prudent from here. There is an investigation currently happening. And when there is, when there are investigations that are happening that the DOJ is, is uh, currently reviewing or looking at, we have been very consistent to say that you need to go to the Department of Justice. Are you with NSC or with any other intelligence Again, agency? I would I refer you. I would. It's very. It's. It's very clear. Is I, I just laid out. There is no. There should be no confusion here. There, there is a legal that process I happening. I will not answer I would your refer questions. to the Department of Justice. It should be very late. Okay, it, I, I, I follow up on that. We've all reached out to the Department of Justice. A law enforcement official tells NBC News the Justice Department has not told the White House that it cannot talk about the facts underlying the special counsel investigation into classified documents. So, trusting that you've received that same information, understanding the desire to be prudent, then why? Why can't you speak about the underlying facts? We've been very clear when it comes to even underlying facts, when it comes to specifics, when it comes to something that is under the purview, that is that the Department of Justice is looking at, especially legal matters, investigations. We do not comment from here, Peter. That has been consistent. We've been very consistent. Bob Bauer, who represents the president's personal attorney over the weekend, said that one of the reasons why, and Ian Sams, your colleague who represents, who speaks on behalf of the special counsel at the White House, um, spoke to this in some form yesterday, but he said one of the reasons why they shouldn't reveal uh, further details right now was regular ongoing public disclosures also pose the risk that as further information develops, answers provided on this periodic basis may be incomplete. When the White House did release a statement, the president spoke out on January 9th, the risk of incompletion was a function of the White House's decision not to share all the information it knew, in fact, because we knew on uh, November 2nd, and the first discovery was made. We knew the second discovery was made on December 20th. So there's a risk of incompletion, but will you concede that it's the White House that has been incomplete in its provision of information when it did choose to speak up publicly so, uh, on January 9th? My colleague actually dealt with this question on the call yesterday. <laughs> no, she won't, Peter. No, she won't. As you, as you, and I would refer you to the uh, Just please. When you... 
when you have Peter Alexander from NBC and you have people from CNN and you have people other than Jackie Heinrich, who's excellent in there, being as fed up as they all clearly are, it's amazing what happens in there when you even have the slightest modicum of um, interest in actually asking and pressing for information from your government and not just sit there like they do 99.9% of the time. This is the 0.1% that we actually get a little bit of pressure from someone other than Jackie Heinrich or Peter Ducey in the press briefing room and look at it. It's a, she's a mess. <laughs> An absolute <laughs> utter mess. I love the fact that he reads the statement from the, from the DOJ saying, no, no, no. Um, we don't tell them what to say. They can say whatever they want. Go ahead. Have at it. Yeah. And then Basically, he brings it that's up. what it is. Right. Exactly. And again, she, she's, you know, oh, well, you know, we, we can't comment on things. It's an, uh, under investigation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the same thing every time. I referring to this as an investigation. We don't bring comments. Got an issue to this, right. issue to that. But, but then We've already been clear. We've been clear. You've been nothing. Right. But then as he brought up, you guys made a statement on January 9th that was incomplete. So now's your time to fill in that incompleteness, and they don't want to do that. They have no idea what to say. <laughs> That's because there's something bigger coming. Uh-oh. Well, we'll see. I asked uh, Grant Stinchfield who he thought. What, 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 is the, what was the— um... Yeah, what did he think? Well, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that he knows either. You know, he, he did say, did Hunter give up old dad? Is he feeling the pressure from somebody? I have a theory. Which, I, I mean, I don't think you can, um, I don't think it's a slam dunk case. I don't think, uh, as a matter of fact, if you forced me to say no, I would probably say no. But could you absolutely rule it out? Of course not. It could be high on crack when someone asked him, oh yeah, it's over there. <laughs> Who knows? And then he starts dancing with his scarf on and yeah, his I underwear. <laughs> All right, we'll do some news and sports when we get back live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. Studio 6B on a Wednesday, a Harry on the Highway night, 877-830-1550 is the number to call to talk to Harry on the Highway. Talk to him about whatever you want, about the show, about him, seeing him this year as he heads on the road, what his tour schedule is going to be. Harry's like an artist. Yeah. yeah. Got, we got to come up. I should have done Harry on the Highway and then on the back put his tour dates, but I, you know, I don't know where he's going to be. <laughs> Imagine so. that. Oh, so. that'd be <laughs> collector's great. item. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I like that. Um, well, there you go. So call Harry now, 877-830-1550, and talk to the great Harry on the highway. So, yeah, I think he's running a special on grilled cheese with fries. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to hear what they're telling him. I want, I want to know what's going well, on. Well, Harry can come out here and give us a, yeah. give us a wrap before the show ends. So 
Uh, all right, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Slick, what's going on? All right, let's get to some scores. NCAA men's basketball right now in action. Number 10, Virginia over Virginia Tech, 78-68. About 40 seconds to go in the game. Uh, West Virginia over TCU, 58-49. That's also in the second. Uh, Auburn all over LSU, 63-44. to And uh, let's see, Bradley over Indiana State, 69-60. to Xavier is just underway with the ball up 13 to 8. And the final, Seton Hall, 67, 66 over number 15, Yukon, Big D. That's a pretty big upset there. Seton Hall, not the team they used to be. Uh, Providence and Marquette playing a little bit later, along with Arkansas and Missouri. We'll have scores coming up. Those games tip off in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, let's see, a couple of stories real quick, Big D. Let me get to these. Um, well, listen to this one. Father and son duo catch 560-pound swordfish off North Carolina. I think Gio got that photo for me up. Then look at this one wow. here. Wow. This Whoa. is from Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart. Father and son team from North Carolina will have a story to tell, and the North Carolina record books will have a new entry to make after that pair of ang- the pair of anglers holding a 560-pound swordfish off the coast of the Tar Heel State last month. I wonder if Michael Jordan was riding the boat. Uh, Michael Tickle, 38, and his son Kelson, 13, made the reportedly record-breaking catch on December 29th, 60 miles east of their hometown of Buford Inlet, North Carolina, according to Sport Fishing Magazine. Hopefully that wasn't loaded down with, like, car tires and uh, batteries and weights. Remember those guys in Ohio? They got investigated for yeah. that fishing mm-hmm. contest? But nah, he's a father and son. Looks like good stuff. Uh, the huge fish is just the, is just the most recent caption, uh, capture of the highly sought-after sports species. Only four months ago, in September of 2022, the state of North Carolina served a 504.8-pound swordfish as the new state record. So that's pretty good stuff, Big D. I like that right there. Uh, let's see. The the biggest swordfish ever caught. You ready for this one? It's in um, Equique, Chile on May 7th, 1953. You ready for this one? 1,182 pounds. Man, that's a lot of swordfish wow. steak. Woo. Wow. Yeah, but that's the record. Um, it's a big fish. Yep, here's a story that went viral uh, last night. Shameful Flyers fan, I, I, shameful Flyers fan Ivan Provorov uh, called a homophobe for refusing to wear Pride Night jersey. What this a, is this one, is such a I, this is crazy. This is I know, I know, so I know. Oh my god! Yep, this is Breitbart, the only place you're going to see this. Um, Philadelphia Flyers defense. I was going to order his jersey today. They were sold out. Wow. Yeah. Well, Ivan Provorov is being assailed as a homophobe for using refusing to wear a jersey for the team's gay pride event. Uh, the 26-year-old hockey pro skipped warm-ups before Tuesday night's game because he refused to wear the gay pride jersey the team sponsored for its gay pride night game. He cited his Russian Orthodox religion as his reason for skipping the team's obeisance of, uh, to the LGBTQ agenda. I respect everybody and I respect everybody's choices, he said after the game. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Naturally, the gay mafia immediately went on the attack, accusing the player of being a liar, a homophobe, and worse. Some even suggested that he should have been benched and not allowed to play because he did not want to join in furthering the propaganda for the LGBTQ. Why? Not not everyone condemned Provorov, uh, though. On the contrary, many supported him, including, uh, let's see, Charlie Kirk. This is what he tweeted out. Ivan Provorov has principles. The NHL does not. God bless Ivan Provorov. That was 
from earlier today, Charlie Kirk. So good stuff. Yeah. And uh, they're getting on him because they had another night where it was a military night and he wore the military warm jersey. It's like, oh, he can support guns and military, but he can't support gay pride. So oh, let's, have, thing- uh, let's have MAGA red hat night and see how many of the players want to do that. And the ones that don't, let's see what their excuse is. I mean, right. come, give me a break. Right. Right. It's okay to take a knee too, right? We saw that. That's why yeah. Biden was taking a knee last night in the White House in front of the Golden State Warriors. He wanted to remind them how to, how to, how to, how to uh, you know, follow the wokeness of the NBA. But anyway, big deal. That's a rap in sports. That's enough. Speaking of sports, I'm looking for this clip. I swear, I, oh, here it is. Did you see this story? This is the guy. You got audio on this, G? Three things, technically. Provorov also spoke to the media after the game and, and echoed what Tortorella said, so I didn't feel the need to run it. Um, this happened in baseball last year with the Tampa Bay Rays. There were five members of the Tampa Bay Rays who wouldn't wear a patch supporting gay rights. Mm-hmm. We had and Major League Baseball didn't do much. It was a story for a little bit. Um, John Tortorella, you know, uh, many years ago, when, um, you know, racial injustice, and it still is to the stable, when, racial, when, when Colin Kaepernick first started kneeling during National Anthem, said, anyone who does that on my team is going to sit. Yep. And he has, a, he has a son who's an Army Ranger. So it's not like Tortorella in the past hasn't spoken on, on, on sensitive issues. Um, the theme from the National Hockey League is hockey is for everyone, okay? The theme is not hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless you don't believe in gay rights, then do whatever you want. If the National Hockey League is going to do this, if any league is going to do this, do it properly or reevaluate what you're doing. Because there's not a lot of repercussions that I'm seeing from any league. Now, it could change with the NHL. could change with the NHL. I think you find the Flyers a million dollars for this. I'm not kidding. Figure this out and stop offending people on nights where it's not about that. It's supposed to be about inclusivity. The National Hockey League need to attack this and figure this out. Because what I heard last night was offensive yeah. and didn't make any sense. Yeah. Because, for instance, if that was a military night... Okay. Right. If anyone in Canada or in the States on a military appreciation night wouldn't wear a jersey pregame, do you have any idea the uproar that would have happened on that? Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea the backlash? Do you have any idea what happened on social media? It's, it's, it's ridiculous what would well, happen. It was just a minute ago we were talking about the uproar that was happening with FIFA fever, where it's, if you were seen with so much as yeah. a rainbow anywhere, you had to fear for your life, imprisonment, or death. Yeah. Seriously. So, and now here we are. I, I just think the NHL has to do something here. This is not good enough. This is not good enough. Hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless unless you don't agree with gay rights is not the phrasing of this. You're either in this or you're not. And one last point. Nothing scares me more than any human being who says, I'm not doing this because of my religious beliefs. Because when you looked in people's lives, you normally say that publicly, you'd throw up at what you saw. You would throw up at what you saw. And I've seen that a million times in a lot of different ways. So don't, don't give me that, with respect. Don't give me that because no one's perfect. All right. Don't tell me. Don't don't feed me the religious beliefs line. And all of a sudden the NHL is going to back off this. The National Hockey League today needs to find that organization a million dollars and reevaluate how they support gay rights. Because that is insulting. That is the number one trending topic in Canada. That is insulting what happened in Philadelphia. And if Mm -hmm. the NHL is serious about this, they say they are. We'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see how serious they are today. But that whole thing was mishandled, and, I, and I, part of me couldn't believe it. Part of me could, considering how the NHL sometimes handles things. And it's too important, and that's why you're continuing to talk about it, because you're not. 
Wow. Uh, nobody I mean, cares. Man, a million dollar fine for that. Yeah. Okay. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what this guy is. Nobody cares what his opinion is. Yeah. I mean, if the uh, guy doesn't want to wear a jersey, yeah, what, you can't make him do it. Yeah. It's his belief. Exactly. And by the way, if the coach said on military night, if anybody doesn't wear this, you sit. If they didn't wear it, then you sit. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever the rule is. Yeah. If but the it, guy made a decision on his own religious beliefs, who the hell are you, fatso, to tell him that? Get, I mean, God, get out of here. Yep. And it was a warm jersey. He just didn't come out for the warm-ups. He stayed in. He didn't yeah. come out with another jersey on or, you know, he just stayed in the locker room. Leave it be. You know Man. what? Not everybody has to believe in what everybody else believes you in. You have to bow at not. the altar of their... Uh... Right. Exactly. So ridiculous. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we figured it out. Figure it out. We Nobody cares. Take you off the air is what we should figure out. My Lord. What a fool. Wow. All right, live from Studio 6B, Hour 2, coming up. Taking calls, 877-830-1550. Harry is guaranteed to answer the phones. And hey, it's Harry. (laughs) Come on down. (laughs) Give him a call now. Hey, it's Harry. Come on. Call Harry now, 877-830-1550. A little less than an hour to go. You sound cute. What's your name? If you want want to talk to the great Harry Harry Oates, do it now before we bring him out here for the last segment so he can give us an update. I'm supposed to uh, shout out to... um, Jill and Benny from Ohio. No, Vicky. Vicky. Vicky and Vicky. Ben. That's what I said. Vicky. Vicky, Vicky and Benny. <laughs> and Jill, too. I'm 50. I'm I can't Ohio. anything. Oh, my God. Ohio. She only told me in my ears seven times yeah, the great, what it was. The great state of Ohio. Uh, Jill and what is it? Vicky and Bonnie. Benny and the Jets. Oh, my goodness. Benny and Vicky from Ohio. I love them. And you they sure love the do. show, and they love Harry on the highway. They're on a first name basis. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you, you love them so much, you don't even know their names. I need, oh. that, uh, I need that Joe Rogan stuff. <laughs> which Fran, get- Fran tells me. <laughs> <laughs> he, needs, he needs a ginkgo biloba before I, I need that memory stuff, but I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Fran <laughs> tells me it's going to kill me anyways, so don't take it. So You, you mean the stuff Paul takes? Any forget to take? <laughs> yeah, Paul. Paul's the one who tries to sell me on it. Here's how it goes. He goes, "Oh, you got to take the Alpha Brain from Joe Rogan." I said, "Oh, really?" I said, uh, "Have you been taking it?" You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Where can I get it? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> it doesn't work. How often do you take it? I don't know. I keep forgetting. Oh God! Oh, Since you also remembered that story incorrectly, the way I remember it is that Paul said it worked really well when he remembers to take it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's what I said. Well, then that doesn't work that well. Yeah. Something like that. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. 
All right. Well, um, Benny and Vicky from Ohio are big fans of. Uh, <laughs> did I say it right? Yes. Yeah, Ben. Benny and Vicky. You start laughing. I think I was wrong <laughs> because I could tell you were you were very cautious as you're saying the name. Well, it's like every night that we open up and I we open the My show. Oh man, it's so true. And again, you use that. I'm 50. Every it, night I um go to open the show and I say live from Studio Six B on a. I have to look at my computer right here to remember what day it is because I, I don't know. I'm going to get it straightened out, though. Don't you worry. All right. Thank you. Alpha brain. Here I come. I feel better. Um, Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We need to up your meds. Well, yeah. <laughs> See, now this is what happens. See, now Miranda just texted me and she said, you've been covering Biden so much. You're starting to sound like him. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't eat no he don't know. That's my favorite one. So I don't That's know. No, he don't know. I know. Uh, all right. We'll do some sports. We'll do some news. Harry on the highway taking your calls. 877-830-1515. He's been on one call for 35 minutes. This is going very well. <laughs> How do you guys enjoy having oh, God. oh, they must love it. Gio's yeah. probably got a bottle of vodka in his lap. I've heard about 10% of what you said this whole show because all I hear is Harry screaming behind me. Oh, God. I love these nights. And the audience is so damn funny. That's the problem is I keep oh, looking right. over to my left and they between right. the asking me, to, asking me to wear something see-through or... <laughs> ragging on me about something it's just hysterical it's just hysterical our chat should get a get a reward for funniest audience man big d memory gone carefree largo yes yeah, see funniest. damon you lost 30 pounds so some memory went with it. <laughs> oh man okay, kind of stuck at that line i gotta get going again too i really gotta you know what i gotta do it's well, I, so I think... hard to do i gotta do a 48 hour fast because I'm, like, stuck in neutral right now. Well, I think the, the vat of uh, peanut M&Ms that you picked up at Costco <laughs> that you got sitting next well, to I had a, there it, well, probably Rick, isn't helping. Slick Rick com- uh, complains about uh, craft services here. Oh, yeah, I got, I got another name for it. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> so I went and bought some stuff today, got some drinks, got some snacks, got some things here so that they start stop complaining. So, I don't know. All right, let's get into some stuff here, hour two. <laughs> One of the things that we've been talking about is this whole um, visitor logs. And they tell us they don't have visitor logs. And of course, at first, I wasn't buying it at all. At all. You're, you're telling me that they have no idea who's going to this Delaware house where the president of the United States spends more time there than he does in the Oval Office? And if something was to happen or they were to get a credible threat on something and they tried to backtrack their way into figuring something out, they'd go, well, <laughs> No idea. No idea who's been here. I wasn't buying that. And then somebody shared with me the October 2017 article that said Secret Service had no visitor logs from our logo either. Yeah. And at that point, I geeted out, well, maybe this is just a thing. Maybe this is a thing. Well, Andy McCarthy, former federal prosecutor in the New York Post today, says, don't believe for a moment the Secret Service doesn't know who visits Biden's house. Now it's Congress's job to find out. And again, like I said yesterday, these are the days that we're very thankful, as close as it was, and it, and it wasn't the red wave we all hoped for, but that the, that the Republicans hold the House for the next two years. 
And Andy McCarthy says a little bit of this. Let's say the FBI was invested. Well, just as we were just saying, uh, let's say the FBI was investigating a threat against the president. And one relevant line of inquiry involved figuring out who had visited the president's private homes in Delaware during certain dates over the last 23 months. The Secret Service is responsible for keeping these private residences secured even when the president is not on site, something that you brought out up last yes. night. Um, if the FBI told the Secret Service that it was critical to get such visitor information, do you really think the Secret Service would respond, gee, sorry, we don't keep logs for that? Well, I certainly don't believe that. Given the lawyerly way that the Biden White House has answered questions about who has visited the president at his Wilmington and Rehoboth Beach homes, I am prepared to believe that the Secret Service does not keep a document that they call a log of visitors. But I do not believe the Secret Service lacks records of visitor information, whatever they may call those records. I am... I am very confident that if the agency believed it was in the interest of the president's security that the information should be produced for the Bureau, it would produce it at warp speed. The lesson to be drawn here is this. Don't rely on the good graces of the White House or, more broadly, the Biden administration for details pertinent to the president's mishandling of classified information, or for that matter, details about anything else apt to be unflattering to Biden and his administration. After all, we just learned that the Department of Justice let Biden's own lawyers search his residence for classified documents. That lesson should resonate in particular with House Republicans who now have subpoena power. In our constitutional system, the check on presidential wrongdoing is Congress. It is not prosecutors who work for the president. In fact, the framers would have been mystified by the latter suggestion. Of course, it wouldn't have come up in the late 18th century when the Constitution first went into effect. There was barely any federal law enforcement to speak of. Policing and prosecution were powers retained by the states. While the first Congress provided for an attorney general, mostly to be a legal advisor to the president and press the government's civil claims in court, the Justice Department was not established until 1870. Federal law enforcement did not explode until the 20th century progressive era. With its dramatic expansion of Washington's influence and its love for creating bureaucracies to micromanage every American's life, including much of what is used uh, that used to be in the purview of the states. As the Justice Department and its investigative components, i.e. the FBI, became more influential, congressional oversight of executive wrongdoing turned increasingly flaccid. With Watergate came the innovation of special prosecutors who were portrayed as quasi-independent of the executive branch. That's a legal fiction. Prosecution uh, is solely an executive power in our system. That's why the president has the power to fire such investigators. As President Richard Nixon fired Watergate prosecutor Archibald Cox and President Donald Trump often threatened to first Russiagate prosecutor Robert Mueller. Republicans who have taken control of the House should have no tolerance for claims already being made by the media Democrat complex. That to subpoena witnesses and conduct hearings regarding Biden's mishandling of classified documents would interfere with the work of the special counsel handpicked by Biden's attorney general. It is Congress's job to get the facts 
and hold the executive branch accountable. The American people, through their representatives, are entitled to know exactly what Biden did. Whether what he did also happens to be prosecutable crime is besides the point, especially given that the Justice Department's guidance forbids the indictment of a sitting president. Republicans must conduct fair and fair and far investigations. They owe no deference to the Biden Justice Department. They should issue subpoenas, conduct hearings, and tune out any hypercritical catwalling about how such congressional probes could undermine the work of prosecutors, meaning prosecutors who work for Joe Biden. And I think that's spot on. Yeah. Right? Yeah, which is why I, I kind of jumped while you were reading that, because it was something that I thought about today, and I thought, you know what? This is probably why there are no visitor logs. I wrote it down here, too. Secret Service... Um, does checks on everyone, right? I heard that from Dan Bongino. He says, before anyone visits the president, they have a background check. So what does that mean? Yeah, what's Bongino said about this, by the way? Because he obviously, being a former Secret Service agent, no, would have yeah. huge insight to this. I've well, seen people in the chat comment a little bit on him, but I haven't right. listened to his show. But, but he was saying the last two days that the Secret Service does a background check on everybody that comes to see the president. They have to. It's their job. Sure. So maybe we're just not calling it the right name. It's not called a visitor log. Whatever they call it, that's what it is. But if you're not asking for a visitor log, oh, we want to see your visitor log. Sorry, we don't have visitor logs. Oh, is there anything that you write down the names of every single person that you do a background check on that visits the president at his home? That would be a little bit more precise, and they would be like, "Well, when we do a background check, then you start, then you start. It's almost like peeling, peeling an onion. onion. You got you to peel it away and be like, oh, this is what you call it. We call it the background checker. Oh, you have a background checker list. That's what they call. It. Who knows? Who knows what they call it? But it, I've seen this a million times with these people, and 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 uh, politicians do it all the time. So same as lawyers. If you don't say the exact thing you want, they can they can say no. I don't know what you're talking about. We don't have that. You have to be precise. So you have to get through their minutia of, of what they call things and finally get down to it. I wish I had a better example in my head. Um. That, that everybody would be like, oh, that's right, the, uh, you know, some, something that we could all refer to. I just can't think of one right now. Do you need, um, well, no, we don't have enough Ginkgo time. Biloba? We don't, no. I can no. remember that. Your theory. We want to, we oh, yeah, you said theory. you have a theory. Well, yes. I don't think we have an intro yet oh. to this. Me and G are scheming up something for your intro. <laughs> every, time, every time you say I have a theory, it's something's going to happen good. from now on. Because we're not done with it yet. So, so. But this wasn't the theory. This was just, you no, know what? Well, well, we, well, we're from, all aware. From, from the Department of Delgado <laughs> Delusions. this is not the theory. <laughs> Thank you. Larry 1977 in the chat I don't know why Big D couldn't be the Speaker of the House That'd be cool I agree um, 
All right, let me talk to you about our friends at Birch Gold Group. Are the Biden administration's New Year's gold of tax and spend and tax and spend and spend and tax and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? I'll bet they are. When you finally had enough of the games government's playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. And of course, with the debt ceiling upon us, you're going to even see that in hyperdrive. It was up to the Democrats. They'd say, you know what? Let's just get rid of the debt ceiling. Let's never have to vote on it again. Unlimited spending. $100 trillion, No problem. Right, Bernie? I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the best news. Well, you can still get your hands on it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Should rename that government shelter because that's really what it is. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do text the word America, send it to 989898, and claim your free information kit on gold. With almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting America to 989898. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied customers. Countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with a free information kit. There's zero obligation to make this request. Just text America to 989898. All right, 18 past the hour. Before we get to uh, Mr. Theory over here, let's do some sports with Mr. Rick Amarate. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. He's shopping for Valentine's Day. Get it going now. Uh, use our code. We appreciate it. Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? Get some scores from the NHL, National Homophobic League. We got the Penning Penguins <laughs> in the Senators tied at three with 13 to go in the third. And the Bruins over the uh, island is two to one, end of two. Avalanche and Flames, Stars and Sharks, and Lightning and Canucks coming up a little bit later tonight. I mean, that uh, guy's argument in that video was oh, so asinine. This guy looked like My a bozo. God. Yeah. Oh, oh if they did it on military night, like, like, supp- <laughs> oh, God. Don't get me started. No, yeah. go ahead. Like, some, like somehow those two, that's like comparing apples and grapefruits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I caught that slick. <laughs> I mean, golly. <laughs> All right, right. NCAA men's basketball. Let's go. Uh, West Virginia leads TCU 73-65 in the second. These are all in the first right now. Xavier over DePaul 36-33. Providence and Marquette tied at nine. Arkansas over Missouri 7-zip. And Oklahoma uh, 9-7 over Oklahoma State. Finals earlier tonight. We mentioned UConn over Seton Hall. Well, actually, Seton Hall over UConn. Check that. 67-66. Virginia over Virginia Tech 78-68. Auburn 67 to 49 over LSU. That was a beat down there. And uh, let's see, Bradley 78-67 over Indiana State. Out West, San Diego State and Colorado State coming up a little bit later. 10-30, tip off way out, way out West. Um, and a couple of quick stories. Well, Big D, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury agreed to February 25th bout. Sources confirmed. Mark Monday from ESPN. The third time is apparently the charm for say, Jake How many Paul. times have they done this? Yeah, but this would be like the third time. Third time's the charm, Big D. Okay. Big fight. Paul, the YouTube star. Oh, turn prize fighter. Are you going to turn prize fighter, Big D? You're becoming a YouTube star a little bit. Huh? You're going to be fighting? 
Just keep doing sports, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> and his seat for Rob. Uh, here we go. <laughs> oh, okay. Fine. All right. Shots fired from the bow. All right. Sources said uh, further details about the specific venue, broadcast distribution, number of rounds are expected to be announced later this week. We'll have that, of course, on Studio 6B. And Jake Paul is 26 years old now, 6-0 and in pro boxing, and coming off a unanimous, unanimous decision over MMA legend Anderson Silver in October. He uh, has knocked out former UFC champ Tyron. Ron Woodley, uh, former MMA champ Ben Ashgren, and also ex-NBA veteran Nate Robinson. So that should be a good fight. It'd be a lot of fun. Tyson, of course, from over the U- UK, and his brother, the, the heavyweight uh, right now of, uh, champion. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Hey, um, someone in the chat, I, I'm sorry I, I didn't catch no. the name. The chat goes by so fast. Said, have you thought about how much you're going to be willing to wager on your boys next week? Oh, we'll keep Ooh. it where we are. I think you know, we got four oh, games come coming up this weekend. What, oh. what? I mean, you, I'm not that overly I mean, confident about the Cowboys. I got a job for you in the press briefing room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let, me refer, let me refer you to uh, DraftKings. <laughs> you got to check with them. <laughs> anyway, that's a rapid sports. They got an investigation going on here. I'm up 20K. I'm going to have a big weekend. You watch. Be a big Ooh, weekend coming up this weekend. Okay. He's already feeling it. I feel really confident. It. I like yeah. that. I like Better that. than last weekend. I went three and three. Mm. All right. That's, That's what you've done pretty much all year for the last. Uh, People want to know why we never do a payout because you know what we we're, we're always back to even. Yeah, you're so. the perfect example of most guys who uh, who do it for real. In the end, yeah. they can't win. Yep, they can't win. But they don't. I'm not losing my shirt either. No, thankfully. That's why. Uh, stay away from gambling. Gambling <laughs> well, is for rich people it, to have so. fun. That's that's what gambling is. Oh, yeah. I want to get one shout out, Big D, for one of our followers on Getter, uh, Andrea McCulloch. Her mother, Ruth Ellen, is my biggest fan. She said, 84 years old and going oh, strong. God bless. Shout out to Ruth Ellen out there. So God bless. Thank All you. right, <laughs> very good. Um, let's do some news. We'll do some more sports before the end of the show. We got one more sports segment coming up. Let's do some news since we, well, you, how was your game, by the way? Uh, um, uh, they lost on last, oh. they lost uh, on the last shot, last yeah. second shot. They, uh, lo- uh, they lost I, in theory. Believe me. I don't know <laughs> what the coach was thinking. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. I all right. Do you want to do your theory, or I do you want to do, do my theory? Because Rick would second guess him with all these theories. People, people, all right, want to hear the theory. It's time now for my second new favorite segment on this show, and that's Rick's theory. <laughs> Gee, hit it. I'm okay. I'm yes, sir. Uh huh. Go ahead. All right. So, <laughs> of course, everybody is talking about you know the documents. Your what even documents. is that from last night? That, that <laughs> that's too. What, that's what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> No, the Biden documents, right? That's yeah. the story that's been leading the last, I don't know, what what is it, up to nine, ten days at this point? Um, and, you know, you keep bringing up who is the whistleblower. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I was thinking about that. I'm like, all right, what if this was, you know, and we've talked about, is it an inside job? Is it somebody on the outside trying to get at him? Who is it? Someone under investigation looking to lessen their sentence. Say, I got some info you might want. Exactly. And that's... And that's where kind of I ended up on this one. What if, here's my theory, what if the, the, um, the tipster is actually 45? Uh? Now hear me out. Now remember. <laughs> now, now, now just hear me out, Dave. Come on, listen, pay attention. So... Say say he is responsible for the leak, or at least exposing the leak. Maybe it was. Maybe this is why the FBI was so hot to get after 
Mar-a-Lago in the first place because they needed to see what he had. And what if what if one of the things that he had was a list of all the documents that he knows that Biden took? So then all of a sudden, because that happened in August. I'm warming up to this. Right? And then all of a sudden, within a few weeks, they find the first document in October because they went looking. It's like, uh-oh, we've gone through all this stuff. It says here that he took this. Mm-hmm. These documents from, uh, that could be, you know, Joe Biden and Ukraine. We don't know what they are. Um, we better find those. Because he has a list that says Joe Biden took those out, and there's no record of him returning it. Maybe that's what they were looking for when they went. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, maybe that's what they were looking for when they raided uh, Mar-a-Lago, because they were looking to see what he took. How does it affect their guys? And this was just, you know, this was, this was what they were after, to see what he had, to see what he knew. And so now that they know what he knows, they figure he's going to drop it. Let's get it. At, let's let's recover the stuff first and get it out there before he has a chance to kill us with it. I don't know. Just a thought. Just a theory. You were asking. And there's another addition to my second favorite segment on the show. Rick's theory. You were asking for a leaker. Could it be? Just wondering. Studio 6B, more to do on a Wednesday. Just say it. I gotta hit the red bull. It could happen. I gotta hit the bottom. Be on a Wednesday night. Harry on the highway. Still taking your calls. 877-830-1550. 877-830-1550. This is your last segment to get a hold of Harry because the last segment of the show, he's going to join us out here on set and give us his review and some of his um, favorite calls of the night, which I'm sure everyone was the same. I'm sure he loved every single one. Last call. So, yeah, this is last call. Last call for calls for Harry. <laughs> Until he joins us here in the last segment of the show out on the set. So call Harry now if you got anything you want to say to him. Um, well, geez, Damon, that sounds like he's not going to ever be back. No, he's gonna, we're going to do this again. <laughs> Just for tonight. Yeah, Just for Just tonight. tonight. Just for tonight. Hey, TMAC68 says, my theory is actually the best one put forward yet. Yes. Very good. There you go. New segment is uh, the new, my second new favorite segment is coming together. Rick's Fictions <laughs> is, the, is now officially the name. And it can happen. And the beauty about it is it can happen at any time on any subject of any part of any show. We'll never know when it's coming. All he has to say is the magic words, which are I have a theory. And then the and then the intro goes, and we're into Rick's fictions. That's the name of the segment. There we go. The bri- brilliance of Rick Emirati came up with that name during the commercial break, and I almost fell off my chair. It's so perfect. Chetaloo two thousand three says, "I'm looking for my Reynolds wrap now." Very good. Love it. Um, all right, let's do some things before Harry comes out and joins us, and we'll talk about the audience who we love. Uh, one question I didn't get to before about the in the briefing room, which I thought was a great one. Well, Harry looks like he's... Oh, no, okay. He's, he's taking requests? Okay. <laughs> Venmo! 
Venmo. Five dollars away. Venmo. What, is Harry giving out his Venmo over the phone? What the hell is he doing? He's gonna he's gonna start his own. Give send wave. Be, be my PayPal. <laughs> send me five bucks. Give, give send. What's that? Give send wave. Yes. Oh man. Oh god. All right. Uh, let's do cut four. This is a this is let's get serious here now. Let's <laughs> cut four in the briefing room today. G roll that. I want to uh, reference an interview that President Biden did in mid-September with 60 Minutes. And in that interview, he chided former President Trump for having in his possession classified documents. He called it irresponsible. First of all, do you think it was proper for President Biden to comment on an ongoing DOJ investigation? So I'm going to say this, uh, and I'm going to keep it really short today, as it relates to this particular issue, as it relates to an ongoing uh, legal matter, I'm going to refer you to Department of, Just, uh, Department of Justice in, with the, that specific, as it relates to uh, anything that you want to ask of us uh, about uh, this, uh, this legal matter, I would refer you to the White House Counsel uh, Office. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Not going to go I'm into further. And I just, I, I just commented. I just commented. We're moving on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I already answered yeah, the your question. The question was too good. She can't handle it. Well, I, I did. Well, it's your, it's your opinion. It's your opinion. It's your opinion. That is your opinion. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did you, did you ever think you'd see the press briefing room like this? No. This is what happens when you actually have a press doing their job. And you have a press secretary who is really unequivocally a moron. She's talking about the president of the United States. (laughs) Hello, Carol. (laughs) Um, That was 10 bucks. The the idea that she cannot answer questions about the president on, on what the president says about certain things is idiotic. The president, as the executive branch as we've discussed, has plenary power to talk about anything. If he wants to talk about classified information, guess what? It's not classified anymore. So the idea that she all of a sudden can't talk about the president commenting on, um, on the former president, whether she thinks it's right or wrong or whether he should have or not, she could easily say, well, he's the president of the United States. He can comment on anything he wants. Uh, as you know, he, he has the ability to talk about whatever he wants without, I mean, He's the president. He's the executive. She could give any answer is my point. To say what she said is just digging the hole deeper every single day this is going to go on. If she thinks this is going to stop, it's not going to stop. I hope it doesn't stop, I should say. Because as the press is actually doing what they're supposed to be doing and asking some questions. And then what's nice is at least you got H1 is following up. Yeah. Let me follow up on the non-answer you gave him. Right. Instead of jumping to a different subject. There is no other subject. This is, this is the subject. And it's going to remain the subject for as long as this goes on. Until they start giving some answers. And rightly, it should. And I don't suppose that we're going to get answers, by the way. So, uh, One more on the Biden docs. The pom-poms are out for this guy, of course. Uh, cut three, G. Roll that. What questions do you have for the Biden White House on the classified documents that have now been found at an office and his private residence. Have they been forthcoming enough? 
I do, John, think they've been forthcoming. I mean, as they've discovered new How? documents, uh, they've reported that. Uh, they've provided the documents to the National Archives, uh, as they should. Uh, and I expect that they will continue uh, to make sure that uh, we're provided with information. Of course, now the Attorney General has appointed uh, a special counsel uh, to look into this. So that will be the, the forum for for review of uh, of as we just as Andy McCarthy just very um, succinctly put it let's ho let's hope not that will not be the forum for review forum for review will be in Congress hopefully I think they have really how have they Chris Van Hollen exactly because they handed over documents two days after they found them how have they been transparent about anything what what, what do we know about we, we don't even know what started this what precipitated all of this? We have no idea still. Oh, they've been so transparent. Oh, my God. You know, it doesn't matter that they may have broke the law. They <laughs> gave it back so quick. And they're so transparent. Transparency equals, oh, I forge you to this. Uh, ask, go ask them. That's transparency these days. Well, transparency is also, well, yeah, we found it in uh, October, November, but you only found out about in January. Yeah, transparency, you know. Don't you love it? I don't need to see the rest of it. Who cares? So, uh, all right. Any other uh, any other news that yeah, you want to uh There's actually get to? A, a, a big story coming out of New Zealand. You know their prime minister. Oh, yeah. She who, belongs in a straitjacket. Yeah. The much-celebrated Jacinda Ardern has yeah. announced plans that she is stepping down. Oh, somebody found something. Yeah. Oh, that's not. Oh, man. Really? Think about all it. All right, all right, yeah. all right. That's right, man. Some, something's going on. New Zealand's Prime Minister uh -oh. Jacinda Ardern has announced that she would step down from her position before February 7th. That's pretty quick. Oh. Uh, What'd they find? Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Ardern, 42, became the youngest ever female prime minister and the nation's youngest prime minister overall. Uh, general election is currently scheduled for October the 14th. Uh, in announcing her decision, Ardern attributed her resignation to, get this, a lack of energy necessary to continue leading the nation. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, transparency, same thing. What they? There's no way that tyrant gave up power. No. Without being forced to have to. Something or, or, is going on. Or something is coming out and she's trying to get ahead of it. At a time where COVID mandates are still, it's COVID now, COVID forever, COVID yep. then, COVID now, COVID forever. Biden's been in court arguing for mass mandates again on airplanes. I mean, good Lord. Yeah, it, it could have something to do with the COVID stuff because she was adamant about locking down her country. Um making her citizens all get the vaccine and now that we've seen all the uh all the the news and the re research coming out on these vaccines maybe this is swinging back and uh they're coming for us so nearing the end of the year go ahead you were gonna say something i just want to give a t-minus five minutes now four minutes and 45 seconds to call harry Oates. okay go ahead. um as they said here she says nearing the end of the year i thought i really need to give myself the summer to really consider whether or not i have what it takes to continue she said once i realized that i didn't i knew unfortunately there wasn't much alternative other than the handover uh now she said a uh, member of the Labor Party, she took office after forming a coalition government, blah, blah, blah. Her party won outright majority in 2020, but now she is announcing her step down, which is coming again before February 7th. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, good news for the people of New Zealand. 
Unless, well, of course, they I was gonna say they slide another Marxist in See, there. Yeah, exactly. To, to, to kind of hammer hammer the rest of you by, rest of you people down. So I mean, um, she she is um, she made Doctor Leanna Wen look like um, oh my gosh, she made her look like the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, she might be the single worst in the entire world. She may be the number one figure when you think about COVID tyranny. She might have been number one. Yeah, and she was gleeful about it. Just a, just an ugly person. Uh, President Trump to attend Saturday's memorial for Lynette Diamond Hardaway in North Carolina. Not sure if you heard wow. this. President Trump posted this on his Truth Social account. Said this Saturday in North Carolina, we're going to celebrate the life of Lynette Diamond Hardaway, who is a true patriot and a friend. See you there. The memorial event, if you're in that area, down in Fayetteville, North Carolina, is going to be held at the Crown Theater at Crown Complex in Fayetteville. Doors are going to open at 4 p.m. Saturday. Of course, Diamond was the uh, first half of Diamond and Silk. She passed away at her home last week. She was only 51. Mm. Um, And, of course, you know, President Trump had a, a Posting about her death as well. Yeah. Uh, he also said that Silk was with her all the way at, at her passing. There was no better team anywhere or at any time. Diamond's death was totally unexpected. Probably her big and precious heart just plain gave out. Rest in yeah. peace. That's a class act move by the president. Yeah. Oh, Rest in peace, way. our magnificent Diamond. You will be greatly missed. He Cause, continued because he could have easily him. could have easily written a nice handwritten letter or yep. done a video yeah. and sent it. No, no, no. That's a class move. Well, we love it just him. shows you. It's, yeah, exactly right. Why well, he's a loyal guy, and yeah. um, the people. I have a story of his loyalty. I think I've told it on the air before with our friend Donna DiBiase, Harry, and his son when Trump was on the um, Deal or No Deal, and Donna's son was going through some health problems, and he met Trump was the banker. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. He was the banker. Yeah. And um, first of all, Donna's great people. And, I, and I, I don't exactly have it. I think, basically, he was going through some health problems, the son. He was very young at the time. He was the banker, and Donna was on Deal or No Deal. And afterwards, they met, met him afterwards, met the son, told him a little bit about what he was going on. She goes home. In like two days, three days after that, she gets a check in the mail from Trump yep. with a letter about your son. And that's not even the best part of the story. He graduates, I, be- I believe, now they could have this wrong. I think it's when he graduated from high school. They hadn't spoken. Graduated from college, Harry's telling me. Are you going to, okay, you're going to air? Go ahead, Harry. Oh, no, he's not going to air. Okay. So when he graduated from college, she gets a, she gets a letter in the mail from Trump, having, never, having not spoken to him, obviously. Uh, for however many years that is, what's that, 12 years, 13, 14 years, whatever it is, got another letter saying, hey, congratulations, I was thinking about your son, sent him another check. It was Just, a good check, too. It was a big check. It, it was. Yeah, they were not little checks. They were not $1,000 checks. No. So. Something else. Yeah. He's got a history of doing that. So yeah. He's a good man. Yeah, we should get... Harry's talking in my ear. You can't, I wish you were going to air, Harry. But uh, uh, what Harry's saying is we should get Don on the show, maybe. And she could tell the story firsthand, since she knows it, well, clearly better than me. So, All right, Harry Oates is going to come out here and join us, wrapping it up on a Wednesday night.
out on the big set. Out on the big wow, set. So, Harry, you took calls all night. So, give us the uh, give us the review. I, I got to tell you, overwhelming. I, I think I got to 50, 60 calls throughout the two hours, and there's probably literally for some reason it was going on my cell phone. So, I probably got about <laughs> another fifty voice messages here, and so help me. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of text messages that just don't, you know, which, which listen, I appreciate it. You know, I, you know, it's very easy to search me and figure out my numbers. It's no big privacy, but you know, I think what I'm going to take, take away from all this is everybody just, you know, a, they love the network, right? They love all the shows, but they really follow the stories. You know, I mean, they were, they were, they remembered when I first came on and talked about, you know, my cancer treatment, they, they're, they're following me through it. The prayers, prayer groups that were set up and was one lady had her husband and they were praying on the phone for me. And, and it, it just, I gotta tell you, I, I hold back the tears because it was, uh, it was very touching. Yeah. Uh, a lot of love for Harry on the highway. There always has been. Um, and you know what? You look great. I feel great. Yeah. You look great. I, look I, great. I got one more treatment. The finish line is, almost, is, is Wednesday. Almost finish, finish line's Wednesday. I, I, I postponed it. It was honestly going to be Monday, but we had the great David Zier uh, special on Tuesday, and I said, whoa, wait a minute. It's my last one. I pushed it to Wednesday. So uh, Wednesday's it, and uh, we got a, a week recovery after that chemo, mm. and I'm back on the road on the 6th. Yeah, and you got, so, the, you got the, the, the facial hair growing, and the hair looks nice, and you look good, and you, you're like a mushy wolverine. There you go. There you go. Appreciate did, it, Greg. Did I pretty much have Donna's story pretty close to correct? You, you, you did. I mean, Donna, obviously, you know, is a good friend of both of ours, and uh, I will give her a call. I text her. She's probably watching the show now. Uh, she watches the show every night. But I remember when she told us that story five years ago, and she had photocopies of the check yeah she is uh still good friends and i i don't remember her name with, with trump's personal assistant uh here in manhattan and uh it wasn't just that one check you know that evening you know it was the follow-up checks through his graduation from high school and then college without being prompted without there was no rhyme or reason he yeah. didn't have to do what he did nope. and listen it goes back to, and I have to give it to you, Damon, and you could show the, the letter that, you know, I, I made sure, you know, that I was there for the John Solomon Amanda second Trump interview at Mar-a-Lago. And I'm just going to say Danny and Justin, who work on the Trump team, knew what I was going through, told him I was showing up for this interview. And, and you know, he, he acknowledged when I was there and thank you. And, and then a couple of weeks later, a beautiful letter came. You know, yeah. from him. I he, think I did he, show it. He, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a real, he's a, he's a first he's, class he's first operation class guy. He didn't, he didn't, you don't class. have to do that. You know, he's a first class operation and everything he does is a yeah. first class operation. Yeah. And the other thing I want to say, because I heard the Zen master is in the chat, is that so many people are thanking you, mm. Zen, for creating and starting this network. And yeah. we all remember, <laughs> you know, how this thing created, how we started this thing, which is two hours a day with AVL Live was, was the first show we actually did out of New York. And now we're doing 12 hours a day of programming five days a week. And then we got our weekends building up. But Rob, they just keep saying, thank you. Thank you. God bless. And don't ever stop. A lot of love for the Zen. Yes. A lot of love for the Zen. Yep. Uh, a lot of love for you, Harry. Uh, was there any... Um 
Any love for the uh, Studio 6B? Um, <laughs> a lot, lot, lot of love. They wanted Damon. They, they said that you've toned down on uh, ranking on me, and they appreciate that, that you're sending me some love. And they think just because I was sick, and you're probably going to stop pouncing on me again. But, you know. It does amaze me that people, like, sometimes take it a little. They take I, it I tell every one of them. We've been friends for 20 years. Uh, it's, just, you? it's just, you know, we love each other. We've known each other a long time. It's just, it's just banter back and forth that makes good TV. But... But, I mean, uh, they want to see Rick at the rodeo, right? I mean, they just keep saying, rodeo, rodeo. <laughs> we want Rick at a rodeo, mm. you know. And they want to see 6B on the road. You know, they really do. They mm. want to They want to see, uh, they want a live audience. They want to be part of that live audience, mm-hmm. right? So that's, you know, a lot of, lot of people were asking me about Gina, you know. And I said, listen, the announcement's going to come real soon about her new show and, and where it's going to be. And uh, I said, I'm, uh, I'm working on it, too. So I, it, she... She's, you know, you're not it, giving any information. Zen's not zero. Oh, you here, zero. No information. So are you sure except- you're supposed to be talking about this? Here? Yeah. Uh, Gina made the announcement. I, mean, I know you are Harry on the highway, but I just, well, no, yes, yeah, she did. She did. I'm only saying what she said. Yeah, yes. no, I, you know, but uh, no. Okay. I know. I know the Zen pretty well. I, I, I mean, though I've been fired before and rehired again, but you know, <laughs> it's all with love. Well, I mean, Harry, I, I, just, I, don't, I don't find. Okay. <laughs> So, Might have um, blew up a couple of control rooms down in them. But, you know. Carefree Largo says, Zen Master, let's get Slick Rick to the World Equestrian Center in Ocala. Oh, we go. oh there Come we on. go. We got a radio. Right. Our friend John has a radio station <laughs> in Ocala. We can do something I got a few suits for that one. Don't worry. Suari <laughs> Zone. Promise. Zona 1 says, we want three hours of LFS 6P. No. I, I uh, got to tell you, yes. Uh, and that person uh, spoke to me. And I got it in my notes that they said, can we move it to three hours? I said, uh, I don't think the guys want to go. He's got to upgrade the craft services right here. Free little bit more coffee for that. <laughs> I want dinner every night. <laughs> we got to call Vinny's. <laughs> Chicken uh. pop for everybody. <laughs> coffee IV, you know. Uh, Harry, well, not, 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 not. Careful. Maricopa says, Harry and Damon are younger versions of grumpy old men. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, part of that was filmed in Paisley Park. Oh, is that Park. funny, Slick Rick? <laughs> yeah, Paisley Park. They filmed that part of that movie in there. Unbelievable. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. They're not well, that much younger. A lot of... Uh, well, now, lo- wait a minute, you know. A lot of love for the Zen. <laughs> of course. Paul, Paul is... Um, I think Paul will be back tomorrow. Paul's still dealing with some issues with his mom. She's doing okay. Uh, but still dealing with his mom and uh, his son had a hockey game tonight, I believe. So Paul's got a lot of stuff going on. So, but Paul's all in on loving all of you, and he'll be here when he can. Uh, Harry is family for 25 years. Zen Master in the chat, Harry. There you wow. go. Yeah. Oh, 25 Yo, years. Thank you, Zen. That's a lot longer than Rav's been around, Harry. 25 years. We were much younger. Yes. Zen and I have been through everything you could think of when it comes to TV, from shopping to infomercials to concerts to boxing to weather to storm chasing to hey i've got this domain uh america's voice what do you think and here we are here wow. we are today that's the story got to get into this politics thing so we, start- and we did we so did. started with a theory is what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> honestly rob was a big fan of 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 live from 6b right we started on facebook and 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 i kept sending them the links and watched the show and at that point it was damon and vin and and I, I, I think it gave him a little kick to say, Vinnie hey, Mac. you know, talk to Vinnie Mac. He's doing good. He was on my morning podcast. He's taking all the South Africa. I spoke to Vin, too. Yeah, he's yeah. doing amazing. 
Uh, let's see. We love you guys, Damon. Thank you very much. Love Harry. God bless. And thanks, Zen. Cannot live without Rav every day. And I think that I think that's a um, feeling that's uh, shared a lot. Shared, shared a lot. Everybody I used to joke, yeah. it's, you know, you got to lock it in. I used to early on say you got to lock it in. When that's like when it was six hours a day. Now it's eight. Now it's 12 hours a day. You got to lock it in all day. Yeah. I've got it on all day long when I'm shooting videos in the home studio or doing whatever. It's on all day long. Uh, you got to have it on all day long. There's every every single show is worth watching. Every single one. Uh, let's see, a lot of love in the chat, Harry. So, uh, anything else? And if you if, did you do enough shout outs and, and signs up yes. and wait? Yeah, my do I got to check you, the PayPal account. You but, don't, uh, you yeah. don't, I was gonna say you <laughs> donating to the Slick Rick Fund tonight, or yeah, what are you doing yeah. Here? My hello, Carol started <clears throat> ten me, bucks a wink, <laughs> and then we started with I'll do it again. Hello, Carol. <laughs> then here we go again. Hello, Carol. But no, no. It, I mean, really, it was. It was great. And thank you, Damon, for the shirt. I, I appreciate that. Hopefully, I'll be able to wear it on the road in a few weeks. Carry on the highway, right? There, there you go. go. Like Look that 70s reminds me of the Partridge family a little bit. Oh, Am I dating Whoa. myself? Whoa. 70s, baby. Come on. Let's get that button. Tomorrow night, I got my new <laughs> Slick Rick Sports uh, shirt on tomorrow night. Oh, nice. Oh, wait till you see that one. Woo! Mama. Come on. <laughs> All right, Harry, thanks. Yes, it's Great stuff. It's see-through. <laughs> As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, Harry, on the highway. Thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, friend. Thanks to the Zen Master, Real America's Voice. Most of all, thank you to live from Studio 6B audience. See you tomorrow night. The great David Zier will join us. 8 p.m. live from Studio 6B.